Endless check. The puck sat there for a moment. Now York is shot. Score! Cam York's first in the natural. And it's 2-1 Philadelphia. This is episode 81 of the Liberty L. Danny Deemer here with Chris Stombo. As always, I want to ask you how you are, but I kind of already know that. I don't have to. You, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's not good over here. No. Excited for this one, though. Not because of what's happening or what did just happen today, but because of the passion that you're about to bring to this one. I'm excited for it. I know you're uh, you're steaming over there. To say the least. Listen, I'll, I'll say this. like For everyone out there who is saying Goudreau is not the best long-term path and clearly f- making all this effort to free up cap space, like clearly it was a lost effort and it wasn't worth going after him to begin with. And then the Flyers today come out at the press conference and say, oh, we, we just weren't even in on Goudreau. No? Well, then everybody must have lied for months. <laughs> for months, dude. You like, you got to be kidding me with this. He he shouldn't have a job if we're being all if we're being serious with each other. Like for him to come out and say all this aggressive re- and like the fact that he's backpedaling so hard right now. He now he's like saying stabilize. We're going to stabilize this year. It's going to be a stabilizing year. Uh, blah blah blah. When during the season last year, like towards the end, he gave, he had that press conference, talked about retooling then the exit interview press conference retooling. We're gonna have. We're gonna try to have an identical 2019-2020 season. Remember that whole all, all that all that bullshit that he sat in front of us, like you said, for so long and and lied, like you said. If it's if it's actually true, which I don't think it's true. I don't. There's no way. There's no way that they did not talk to Johnny Gaudreau. And if that is true, if it turns out to be 100% factual, and he's not just bullshitting us, he, he there's no way he should have a job. Zero way. There's absolutely no way in hell that he should have a job right now. I thought at the very like when we hired Chuck Fletcher, asset management was not something I was expecting. But his past not record shows that he can be aggressive when the time calls for it. Mm-hmm. When the big fish is out there, he goes and he gets it. But with the Philadelphia Flyers, he gets Eric Gustafson, Nick Delorier. That's his aggressive retool. Yeah, that's that, if, that's if JVR was so difficult to move right now, why didn't you move him after his season last year where he actually performed well? And you probably didn't even need to attach an asset to trade him last season. Yeah, you've been saying that for almost a year now. That's like oh, like he like this notion that like this last month like and they just got Tony D'Angelo. Like that was a week ago. Yeah. Uh, July 18th. They traded like, how, how are you going to do that then be like, "Oh, we have no cap space." I mean, like, yeah. it, it, wait, hold on. The, the thing that kills me the most is I watch. I just watched that presser, oh, and he's man. like, "Well, there's no doubt about it. Like, we're trying to infuse more high-end skill into our lot." Dog, you get out of here. I'm not saying Oscar Lindblom is this incredible hockey player, but for you to buy him out, and then obviously the PR that comes with that because of what Oscar went through here and what kind of person he is, to do that to Oscar. And then turn around and sign Nick Delorier, and then Justin. Br- I mean, I I'm not too mad at the Justin Braun contract. It's one year, one point seven five million. He'll be a nice little like third pairing defenseman. Hopefully nobody gets hurt, so he has to hop up. But he'll be a nice little pairing for York down there. Um, expecting that York makes the team, he probably he probably will. I mean, he should at this point um, of the, his development. But 
I mean, for him to do that with Limblom and turn it around and then give four years to Nick Deloria. Limblom got two, 2.5 in San Jose. So, I mean, Deloria got like a couple hundred thousand dollars less, but I mean, not that much. But I mean, it's just, there's no direction. And I was in on the, the, the Limblom buyout if it helped get Gaudreau. Now I'm looking back on the Limblom buyout and be like, okay, it doesn't really make any sense. You say you bought Limblom out because you wanted to get cap space, but then you stop there. Like the, the the pick for JVR to possibly go get Gaudreau isn't isn't worth it. I mean, like we're not going to see. Like I, I I tweeted it out today. Like he's afraid to trade a pick, potentially a 2025 pick, and like we're not even going to see that player. To me and you have kids in a mortgage. He won't dude. have a job. He won't no. have a job when that player plays hockey. Like, you said it on text before we even hit record. Uh, for a GM that's on the hot seat and like, it really needs to do something with this roster considering the last couple years that we did have, he's oddly content with what just transpired. Like, you, you're you running it back with Tony D'Angelo, Nick DeLaurier. I mean, Justin Braun was already on the team, so can you really call it – I mean, like, I guess you can call it running it back. Justin Braun – Cooper Maruti, and then this goalie that they signed. They added, like, five depth players. I'm pretty sure they, they re-signed Connaughton to a two-way deal so he could be in the NHL or the AHL. They signed a goalie, Grossnick. He played for the, the Bruins AHL team last year, and Truck said he's going to compete for the uh, the backup job. So, I mean, there's just, like, so many. Just, it was just such a weird day, Danny. Like I've been saying it all day. It feels like we're in a dream. That's what I it feel feels like. I feel like we're going into this season – in a worse situation than we went into last season with. And we saw how poorly last season went. The expectations are definitely uh, a lot lower, I'll tell you that much. Remember last last season, the first two, two, three weeks, that that Vancouver game, even though we lost, the comeback with that game, and then the the Edmonton game where uh, Atkinson had a couple goals, that that weird, like, goal at, as soon as he crossed over the the blue line, he like smacked it into the net. Like those first two three weeks were awesome, and everyone was all right. This team could probably make the playoffs. And now, now where we're at, like if you would have told me that back then during that opening night game against Vancouver, that this is where we'd be at right now, I I would, I wouldn't believe you, man. It, it's worst case scenario is what went down today. Worst case scenario, I could not believe what was happening. Two things, I was hearing last night that JVR. The asset that needed to be attached to move him was a twenty twenty three first, which is clearly next level. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that high. But my thing no. is, like, say you were to retain twenty five percent of James Van Riemsdyk's salary and then hit up a team like Anaheim, th- they wouldn't take a twenty twenty four first for that. Like, I just refuse to believe that. No, no, I no. refuse to believe there's no maneuvering that could have been done to to finesse that. When I saw Toronto unload Peter Morazic in the draft. How come we didn't use draft day for anything? Like, we were oddly quiet on draft day, except for yeah. Tony D'Angelo, of course. I mean, I, it, I don't know. I mean, look at the Rangers. They they unloaded Nemeth over with Ottawa. And in a year as badly as we had, Chuck Fletcher, some of these guys, he didn't even draft, and he's just oddly loyal to them. Why, why is everyone safe? Why is it know. just JVR? Why is it only JVR we're talking about? I mean, I don't even think that would have been enough for me to satisfy me just getting rid of JVR. No, not at all. Like, man. more more changes needed to be made. That's not aggressive. You said aggressive retool. You should have said just retool if it was going to be like that. Not and even you, a retool. Can you call I, this a yeah, retool? We got worse. Yeah, I know. You could have just 
we're gonna be stagnant. Yeah. And the whole Tony D'Angelo thing, like we'll go over that because we haven't talked. It just about makes it yet. no sense now, though. It, it, it doesn't. Just, it, it doesn't. And it, Nothing it, adds up. It didn't make sense when before this Gaudreau news came out. It really doesn't. Like, me and you haven't talked about it yet, but July 18th, like we just said, we we traded a, a, a the 101st pick in the 22nd overall, uh, the 22nd NHL draft, a third in 2023, and then a second in 2024 to Tony for Tony D'Angelo. Then we. Turn around and we signed him to a two-year, ten million dollar deal, five million per year, um, to play in the top four. And that's what Chuck Fletcher said in the press conference today. He will be playing in the top four. That's where he sees him. Obviously, it, it, it's up to Tortorella to to decide where he plays. But uh, top four is where he's going to be. I mean, Justin Braun cannot play top pair. If we go into next season with Justin Braun, like magically back on the first pair at Pro Rob, I mean, I feel like I'm watching. I just like trans transported back in time to watch opening night last year. I mean, I mean no, no honestly, night, it's like but, you're watching like the after the trade deadline flyers. Yeah, just, after <laughs> Ellis went down, flyers, dude. <laughs> uh, it's just it, it's brutal, and it, it didn't really make any sense then because. The, the two questions going into the whole Tony D'Angelo thing, and it, it was answered today with Chuck, but the one was being, is he going to be an overpaid third-pairing defenseman playing with York, or is he going to be playing out of his league on a top pair of pro Rob? I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to score points. He's going to put up points. He'll probably put up at least 45-plus. But, I mean, he, he is a liability defenseman. He's not going to be playing with Slavin. Slavin's one of the best one-on-one defenders in the NHL. So, I mean, maybe maybe him and Provorov can find a spark like him, uh, like Provorov and Ghost did a couple years ago. But, I mean, they're really banking on Provorov and D'Angelo, two guys who have never played with each other, to, to, to gain a chemistry, have a little spark, and, and look good. I mean, and that's not even talking about if Ellis ever comes back. I mean, we still don't know what's going on with Ellis, so the uncertainty there kills us. I mean, there's just so many question marks. You got Farabee. I mean, you got Brink now who possibly needs hip surgery. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, like the it's writing's terrible. on the wall, man. Everyone knew this retool was going to be hard. Everyone in the fan base was like, "Yeah, I probably prefer a rebuild, but if they're gonna go for it, you gotta just go for it. If you're gonna make your bed, you gotta lie in it." And that's why at first. I wasn't even that upset with the Tony D'Angelo things. I really thought it was the beginning of the storm. More moves were going to come. Roster players, cap space freed. I really thought it was going to be the beginning of making wholesale changes on the roster. But now seeing them stand pat and then him sit in front of a microphone and just go, oh, we're just we're just too cap-strapped. Like, that's unfortunate. It's just unfortunate timing. Like, everyone knew, everyone was hinting Goudreau to Philly mm-hmm. since, like, March. And if you want to go beyond that, I mean, it's years. And, like... This is years Chuck Fletcher has just struck out after struck out after struck out. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau told friends, he told, I don't know if he told reporters, but Emily Kaplan reported that he, I mean, he was telling people that he wanted to go to Philadelphia. I mean, you fumbled a star player who's from around here, grew up a Flyers fan, has admittedly... <laughs> not admittedly, has admitted that he wants to be a part of this dumpster fire of an organization. He he, he wants to come here. He's bang, he's knocking on the door, and you turn the and you turn the the light on the front porch out. That's what you did. And like it you said, it won't be easier to get a hundred and fifteen point player. It you, will never be easier. You can't convince me that they went through all avenues of how to get cap space. You cannot convince me. No. They they 
just it's, so, it's wanted, absolutely wanted to be in Philly. Him not going to New Jersey after all this, and even the Islers, cements it for me even more. He didn't want to go to New He wanted to go to Philadelphia, yeah, 100%. He wanted to be a flyer, man. No doubt. 100%. And it's just, like, I mean, now he's a Columbus Blue Jacket. He got uh, eight years. No, he can't get eight years. Seven years, nine, eight. Nine point nine, eight. Yeah, significantly less than what he got offered Calgary, Calgary in one less yeah. year. So it's the, the writing was on the wall. He wanted to go to Philly, and Chuck Fletcher is selling some bullshit excuse. I want to know the real reason, because I know that's bullshit. Yeah. Seriously. I want to I want to know the real reason why this didn't happen. Just me, or did he look mad at that press conference? Like, something happened. Yeah, he looked like behind. He looked doors. like a guy who was, like, told to to weather the, the PR storm, and he was he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're the GM of the team. You, you, you're going to have to go out there and, and, and weather the storm. Especially, I mean, especially, like you said, after what they have been saying for so long. Like, we're not coming out of left field with a hockey stick here. Like, this team has been telling us that we're going to retool. We're going to retool. We're going to be competitive next year. We need more high-end skill. We, we High-end skill, high-end skill. And opportunity after opportunity has passed. I mean, you had Alex DeBrinca. Oh, no, that costs too much. We don't want to give up picks to go get a 24-year-old two-time 40-goal scorer. Okay. Oh, no, we don't want to give up a pick to get rid of JVR to go get a, a hometown star. I mean, I, they don't have a direction. And then you go out and you sign Braun and then Nick DeLaurier to run it back with them two and Tony D'Angelo. That's what we're doing. I mean, Patrick Brown, Zach McEwen... Nick Deloria are all going to be on this team. Is that going to be my fourth line? I mean, this this is a fucking nightmare, man. This is worst case scenario. What could have happened? Happened today. I feel like I'm dreaming. I mean, I keep of, saying. Of it. course, I'm looking at Chuck Fletcher, but more important, I'm looking at Dave Scott. Yeah. Like you kept this guy. Why? Blank check. What was your plan in keeping this guy? Blank check, Danny. I don't know. He's not, he's not going to be here when those assets pan out. Because he don't know who to hire if he gets rid of them. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I really don't know. It's, it's, I don't think he should have a job. I don't think Chuck Fletcher should have a job at all. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand how you say what you said last at the end of last season, this entire summer, leading up to this point around the draft, and then, and then just, uh, and then just. Don't do anything. This is not an aggressive retool. This is running it back yet again with the same core, with the same roster. Yeah, the, the same, same like, that's why I don't understand the blind loyalty in these players who have gone through multiple coaches, have failed you multiple times, and are now about to cost you your general managing job. This is just... I don't know. <sighs> I have no idea. These type idea. of players don't grow on trees. Johnny Goudreau's like... We won't get this opportunity again. And if it didn't happen now, I firmly feel like it will never happen. If we couldn't get it done now when we're this desperate, when the ticket sales are this low, and we have a guy like Chuck Fletcher who just throws money to fix problems, if we couldn't do it now, when are we ever going to do it? Because in my lifetime, I've never seen the Flyers go out and have the nuts to make a move that was worthwhile. Seriously. Yeah. No, I mean, like, what does this say to uh, to, to, to future unrestricted free agent star players? That maybe might want to play for Philadelphia, but I mean Philadelphia doesn't have cap space. I mean, like Johnny Gaudreau from Philly wanted to play here, and they basically we basically were like, no, 
Like, we're not going to try and go get you, despite you being a star player that put up 150 points last year. Yeah, we told our fan base our goal is still to win now. And then you don't go get them. And we're in on these rumors all summer. We back out of the brink at. They were in on the brink at in the beginning, too. They intentionally backed out of that as well. I would I would have liked to hear a reporter ask about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to admit, Charlie O'Connor asked some pretty good questions today without. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yeah, props, props to him. No, for sure. But, I mean, we can read off a couple questions. Bleed Orange and Black says, How did this team not have the time to prepare for this offseason and fail? This is embarrassing. What happens now, boys? Outlook on the upcoming season. I'm hoping for some major changes in management. This shit is sad. It is sad, Bleed. It is sad. I mean, that's something I also said too, Danny. I've been saying this all day. I said this to my dad earlier. He has had since December, January, where when this team couldn't consistently break a puck out to start planning for this. We Like, like you said, we all knew Johnny was coming here. I mean... We all knew Johnny was leaving Calgary. We saw the writing on the wall with all the all the the players that Calgary had to 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 to, to pay, and and it turns out Calgary was willing to pay the price. So I mean, there's going to be some player. I mean, there would have been some players on Calgary that wouldn't have came back. Mangiapane, maybe, maybe Zadorov, maybe uh, Oliver Collington. I mean, there there were going to be a couple of players if Goudreau accepted that contract that probably wouldn't have been able to come back because of how much money they offered. Uh, Johnny, but I mean, just uh, you've had so long to prep for this, and like, <laughs> like you said earlier, it's a little kid who has a test or a project due, and then wakes up the morning of at four thirty, scrambling to get a big poster board. Like that—that's what it is. That's what it feels like. At least you had so long. Like you knew your team was bad. You knew you're gonna have to quote unquote retool, and then this is the end. We're done in free agency. We're done. Uh, yeah. And, like, to, to if they were uncertain that Johnny Goudreau's favorable destination was here, they're stupid. Everyone knew. I knew it, man. I knew he wanted to come here since April. I was rooting for Calgary to lose because I knew if they lost, I knew where he wanted to go. Everyone knew it. The broadcast said it. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. And, more, like, more than just, like, since December, like, if they just waited a week to get a defenseman, I mean, you think about it. They buy out Lindblom. They don't get D'Angelo. That's about $9 million right there. There's the space. You could have just waited a week. Tony D'Angelo wasn't worth that urgency. Yeah. Just, it, it just, like, and and then you pay Goudreau. I mean, for, in that instance, say, say that does happen. Say you, you just wait a week um, and don't sign him. Say you sign Goudreau. But then you're, then you're, you have a pretty big hole on defense right there with no cap space. Yeah, but, but then I, you're under the cap – ceiling albeit it's like very minor and then you're not in a position where gms are bending you for jvr like it's one of them will give you you will have time to get one of them to give a little bit so that you don't have to sling that 2023 pick because t- gms if you already have goudreau those gms aren't gonna have you bent over essentially yeah. i mean or you could have waited attached that pick with jvr and then brought a nice little defender back to yeah, put on so that many different pair. ways we could have went about this in the way the whole time you're just like okay okay the flyers definitely got some bigger plan in sight they de- yeah them, yeah and then you see them buy out lindblom and you're like all right here we go here we go and even the flyers reporters are like yeah goudreau to philly goudreau to philly and then yesterday at like 5 p.m it's just not looking good yeah. Not happening, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, from I then s- on out. Like, why? How does that happen? From there on out is when everything died. 
like everything sort of crumbling down one by one and like the feeling i had in, inside was just this isn't going to happen this isn't going to happen and then and then it doesn't happen and like i keep going back to the fact that i wouldn't even be like this if chuck at the beginning of the off season was like hey we're going to we're going to rebuild like this is going to be like we're going to be bit obviously they're not going to come back come out and say we're bad but i mean what, who was the team that wrote that letter? Was it the Rangers who wrote the letter to their, their fans, or was it Chicago? It was Chicago, and I was actually going to tell you, I would rather be a Chicago fan right now. Nah, fuck that, dude. Dude. That organization sucks, dude. Listen, they're going to be awful for the next couple, like historically bad probably yeah. the next couple of years, and I just know they're going to get some lottery luck. The Chicago Blackhawks are going to be in a position, they're going to lap us before we get good again. Oh, the Devils are going to lap us. 100%. Dude, if Montreal might lap us, and they were in the in the cup oh, two yeah. years ago. No, that's, a, that's 100%. Montreal's lapping us. Ma- Dude, their, their, their GM has done more in the last two weeks than Chuck has done since he's been the GM of the Flyers. It, without a doubt. I mean, he was he, he was making moves in the draft. I, I I was like, okay, it's in Montreal, so he, he obviously wants to put a show on for the, for the, uh, the local crowd. But, I mean, like, it just... It's it's so frustrating looking out there and seeing other GMs get cap space, get get teams to help them out. It's just and then you got Chuck here who's just like, oh, I can't trade JVR. So I mean, there there's the off season. I mean, I I don't know. Dude, we'll I, see. I can't. The Philadelphia Flyers, simply put, they just got backed into a corner and bitched out. Yeah, like like that's like really a what bully in here. fifth grade, dude. That's exactly yeah, what they, they talked a big game, and then after school came, and it's time to fight the bully, and they didn't show up, dude. Four years for Delorier, Danny. Four years. He's 31 years old. And then Chuck says, well, we added toughness to protect some of the younger guys, to add stability. Like, like, can Chuck. TK, can, can TK hit the net? These young like, guys aren't good, Chuck. I'm just like, how they many just times? failed you. They just failed you, dude. We picked five for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing. Sean Couturier isn't saving the ship. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. John Tortorella, no matter how good his system is, it isn't going to turn these players into all stars. Yeah, a healthy Couturier and a healthy Hayes is not turning this thing around. As, as that's much like, as he thinks it's going to. That's but, like a dream scenario, right? You think about what you just said. A healthy Couturier, a healthy Hayes. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'm not rolling the dice on that. Couture's always good for a couple games <sighs> missed during the season. So, I mean, you probably won't see that. But right now, let's go over the the lines and the pairings right now. As of today. As of today, it's JVR Coots TK. If opening day was tomorrow, this is what it would be. Because I'm not going to add Farabee in there because he's hurt right now. Opening day was tomorrow. This is what we would see. JVR Coots TK. Lawton Hayes Ackerson. Kate Frost Tippett. <laughs> <laughs> Brown uh I'm I'm gonna butcher his name. I know I've said it. Uh the, the guy we just signed, Danny. Nicholas Delorier. There you go. Yeah, Delorier. Delorier. Delorier Brown McEwen. Delorier Brown McEwen might be the fourth line. That's what we're looking at. I mean, that is awful. That's just awful. That's a terrible forward uh, group. Defense doesn't I'm sick look too of looking good at either. It. Provorov, Defense not looking good either. Provorov, D'Angelo, Sandheim, Risto, York, Braun, with Hart, Sandstrom, Erickson, and Grossnick battling for all like, those spots. That would be passable to me 
if there if that forward core was bolstered up more, and then Carter Hart, I, I see he comes out and he's looking good to start the season. Like, I think that could be serviceable, but there's no scoring support. No. Our leading our leading point scorer was Atkinson last year with what fifty. 52, or was 50, it Konechny with 52? Konechny had 52, yeah. I'd be brutal. There's I'm, no way we're going to win hockey games. So, like, I don't understand why they even tried to sell us on this because we all knew it was going to be this difficult. But we were like, all right, if they if they want to go balls to the wall try to put asses in the seats and get this layup PR win, like, absolutely. Like, we will not have an opportunity to get no. a player like this. It's upset. It's very upsetting. Very upset. I mean, like, the fact, like I said, this guy was at the doorstep knocking out the door. Prime of his career. I know. I know. I know. It's it's awful. It's awful. You want to talk about Cutter real quick? Because we haven't talked about it on a pod yet. The fifth overall pick. Wait, that was rumored to go to the Flyers for He's the only bright spot of the summer time. is Cutter Gauthier, man. It's the only bright spot of the summer. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to sit here and think of anything. I mean, like, it's hard to sit here and talk about the team. It's like there's only one thing to say about it. It's just straight disappointment. There's nothing else to talk about. You have Chuck Fletcher, who said one thing months ago and is doing the complete opposite thing now because his plan A got ruined, so he didn't have plan B or plan C. And now he's just treading water, it feels like. That's that's what it feels like he's doing. It feels like he's treading fucking water. And he's waiting to drown. And I don't see this guy being here that much longer. He can't be. He just you can't. can't. This this has to be nail in the coffin. I mean, look at the backlash on Twitter. I've never seen anything like this. Like people, I'm I'm more fed up now than I've ever been as a Flyers. Fan. You can't blame anybody, man. Like, uh, how many people were like, okay. I'm cool with the fucking rebuild if you do a rebuild, but if this is what you want to do, like you said, then, like, you have to go out there and get somebody. We need high-end talent, and you add Nick Delorier. I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, now we're now we're in a corner because we got torts, we got TDA, so like we have to, we're in a position now where we have to scratch and claw for an eighth seed. It's hopefully. unreal. And it's just ridiculous. I wish they never even got torts. I wish they never even got uh, I TDA. Know. I know. So what, the, what was it all for? This plan was atrocious. Nah, they don't have. Like, that's the thing. That's exactly the thing. There was no plan. He doesn't have a plan. D Baller on Instagram has a question. I honestly thought Chuck Fletcher's move were a little overblown. As someone who watched Carolina all year, I have faith in D'Angelo was a good move for us, but only if we get another big name. You think it will be bad as to where we selling TK and Provorov midseason? Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. I, I, I really, I don't have any expectations going into to, to next yeah. season. So I, like, I don't like, know. At the end of the day, I do think Tony D'Angelo is a good player, and I think under Torch, yeah. I, I think he's going to succeed here. I think he'll have a good season, but it's I just think he'll the way that points. they went about it. It's like they were so willing and so urgent to throw assets and sign him, but when it came to a big fish that everyone knew was going to be available, and everyone knew he wanted to go to the Flyers for months, they acted like like a kid who found out homework was due today. Seriously. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It just doesn't make with their sense. Pants down. It just, then, like, I, I get this sob story that like, oh, the, you know, the asking price is so high for to offload contracts right now. Well, you didn't have to do it right now. Like we knew we were shit for years, man. We knew JVR was shit for years. We've been calling for this. Like, is this isn't last week? Yeah. 
It was your decision to, to push the envelope and wait this long. And we all gave you the benefit of the doubt because we they had, have to have a plan. That's what we all thought. They have to have a plan. There's no way they're this quiet after this season we just had and the message they just sent to the media. There's no way this is the plan. And it, and it was. That's, that's ridiculous, dude. It's awful. And the Flyers, they're going to be mediocre next season. Mediocre? I mean, I'm hoping they're mediocre. At the, best. The, mediocre at best. How many times have we said it to each other? How much does a healthy Hayes and Couturier help you? Obviously, they're going to help you. We're going to be a little bit better. But how much better is that? Fifth fifth worst in the league? Sixth worst in the league? Because, I mean, like these guys aren't game-changing talents. Couturier is a hell of a player. Selkie winner. Uh, he's a hell of a two-way player. But... He, I mean, he's not a, a game-breaking talent like a Johnny Gaudreau, like a Phil Forsberg, like a Kyle Connor, Mitch Marner, Nathan McKinnon, all these guys. Like we, that's who we need. We need high-end talent. It keeps coming back to those words, high-end talent. And we didn't add any. We we didn't. Add, I mean, like he, yeah. he, he, Chuck mentions that he wants to give the younger guys chances to make the team. When like I feel. Uh, I feel like that's more of like a like. Oh, let me try to get on the good side of some fans. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give guys like he he mentioned Frost, Tippett, Cates, Ratcliffe, um, and I think maybe one other player. I forget who the, the other player was about like how guys like th- those are guys that he wants to give like a real chance to 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 to, to make a name for themselves. And it's like they can do that with you adding John Edgar. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to what you're trying to sell with that one. But I mean, I don't buy it. Like, I'm not gonna be less mad that you didn't try to go get Johnny Gaudreau, didn't try to talk to Johnny Gaudreau because you want to give Morgan Frost and Isaiah Ratcliffe more of a chance to make a name for themselves. Like, what the fuck are we talking about, man? Like, go get high end talent. You know what's, you know what's actually good? Playing high end talent with other high end talent. Go out and add to high end talent. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. He, think if, about how much of a PR win it would have. Like, think about the good graces. Oh, I know. They would have won back with like, like yes, fans would have had to have seen them have success on the ice, of course. But leading it, that there would have been so much excitement. There would have been reason to tune into Flyers games again, going into the next season. I mean, you you said it, uh, your dad texted you if they get Johnny Gaudreau, he's all the way back in. I'm all, yeah. I'm, and yeah. I felt the exact same way because like. And this is what you've been saying since the beginning of this podcast. If you, we all wanted a rebuild. Mm-hmm. You're the ones who wanted this. You're the yeah. ones who talked us into this, talked a big game, and you bitched out. Yeah, see, like that's the big thing about this entire thing is me and you, I personally, I know this for a fact, wanted to rebuild. And like, and, and you're gonna sit here and like, you're gonna try to sell this retool thing, and like we're gonna go add high end talent, and. We're like, okay, if that's what you want to do, then we have to go out and do this. And to for, for the fact that we got what we got is just it's mind boggling right now. I, I I I honestly do think I'm still trying to process the entire the entire day because, like I said, it was a day from from hell. I mean, it was like worst case scenario with this entire situation happened. I mean, the guy's in Columbus now of all places. If you would have told me he was in Columbus like a week ago, I would have laughed in your face. It's just it just doesn't make any sense, man. We signed Adam Brooks to a two-year, two-way contract. The AHL signings that we signed today. I mean, like, the only quote-unquote NHL players that we signed today were Delorier and Braun. Those are the only two guys. The rest of the signings, Maruti, Brooks, 
the goalie, um, Grosnick. Those are all AHL guys that they'll play down there. Knowlton was a two-way deal as well, so I mean he'll be playing in the AHL unless we're injury ravished again. It's just extremely disappointing. Is like the nice word to use. Yeah, it makes, right? me, it makes me nauseous, like sick to my stomach. Yeah. Like we weren't up. We're talking about the Philadelphia Flyers versus the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the New Jersey Devils. And we, and we lost. lost. <laughs> and we got and we lost and we lost convincingly. And in fact, when free agency was about to open, we knew the Flyers were out. That's how that's how bad we lost. Ed Snyder is rolling in his grade. Ed's still here. We have Johnny Gaudreau. The oh, hundred percent. Not even a question. And I hate not. to be that person to like be to keep doing that. I mean, oh, if Ed was here, because obviously he's not. He's not, he's not here. But with this situation, it's really hard not to be like okay. Ed Snyder's yeah. alive. He's going out and dem- slamming his hand on the table and saying, "Go out and get this superstar right now." I don't Everyone give a fuck what it takes. Everyone was at the mouth. Everyone wanted this. Like yeah. if you asked anyone, in even the people who life. like didn't want him a couple weeks ago were like, "Okay, if we have like if he wants to come here, like come on, like y- y- you have to sign him. You're you the have to go get him." Flyers. It's and a, he's from here, man. You we don't had to do that. How heartbreaking is that for him? Like, damn, I'm a star in the NHL. I'm, I'm, I left Calgary to go to Philadelphia. I want to be here, and they don't want me. They, they didn't want to make a an effort to, to, to try to come get me. It, it, it's sickening. Yeah, I, it's sickening. Oh, it just makes me the Philadelphia Flyers, man. The way the fans, if as big of a brand as we thought we are, with the with the urgency that our fan base had for this to happen. The Philadelphia Flyers have to get this done. It's a straight failure, straight yeah. up failure in my eyes. Like I, the state of this organization is yeah. e- even lower than I thought. Oh, definitely. Right now, it's the worst that I think I've ever experienced, easily. And I don't see a way out because this front office isn't the group I want leading me they're, out. They're confusing. It's hard to tell what they're gonna do. Like you have the Limblom move where you thought it was the. It was the start of the ball rolling for the for the Johnny Gaudreau sweepstakes, and then like a complete one eighty happens, and then and then like you're you're just throwing curveballs the entire time with this front office. It's weird. Jake on Instagram, if you could become the GM of the Flyers today, Gaudreau already in Columbus, which direction would you take a team in? A rebuild or a retool? All I'm asking is for a little direction and the light at the end of the tunnel, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look to be coming soon. Keep up the great work. Well, me, like, obviously, now seeing what I saw, rebuild. But they can't do that now. They just spent $5 million on a coach, and they just got Tony D'Angelo. They're up to the cap ceiling once again. They're they're riding with this, man. They're running it back. Yeah, They're really <laughs> running it back. No, they're running That's it insane. back. 100%. Running it back with D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, D'Angelo was, like, the only, like, actual semi-good hockey pair they add. I mean, Braun's an okay third-pairing guy if that's where he plays. I mean, if we're in another situation where, God forbid, D'Angelo gets hurt, God forbid, Risto gets hurt, Braun's going to be playing a top four again, and Braun is not a top four defender anymore. And it's just, it sucks that we're one injury away from Braun playing top four minutes. It does. It sucks. But with the cap space that we had, that was the only the only guy that he could have went after. So I'm not that man at that. Just the the other signing doesn't make sense. The the Delorier signing just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but dude, today it, today they absolutely just spit 
in all of our faces. Oh, yeah, 100%. Zach asked uh, the same question, by the way. They honestly like, disrespected our intelligence by going in front of the media and acting like we're dumb. Acting like we were never in on this. We, we never had the the assets to, to go out and get this. Like, no, nah, dude. This, this isn't forgiven. This is going to be your job, Chuck. It's got to be. I, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I don't see him making... I don't see him making Christmas. Maybe, yeah. Disappointing Comcast too. How does how does the owners of the Philadelphia Flyers step in and go? You got to get this done. Like we've we've lost too much. We've lost too many season ticket holders. Ticket sales are down. They're a laughing stock. Everyone clowns the organization. You have you got to get this. Done. How do no one? Because they don't in? give a fuck, dude. They don't care. They don't, like, they want to win. They don't want to win. Oh, let's try. Let's hire John uh, John Tortorella. Let's go get signed. Let's go trade for uh, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yeah, we can't trade for Alex DeBrink. That's too much. Oh, we can't get rid of James Ramsey. Like that's too much. Like it just oh, make your fucking picks. mind up. We Are you every rebuilding? Every one of our draft picks suck. Like <laughs> how much you want to bet that that guy sucks? I I, I hope not. Whatever pick that we refuse to give up. <laughs> to clear JVR's cap. No, the, I hope he's good. The guy, he better be a good player. The guy we won't see till like 2032, dude? Like, who gives a fuck about that pick? Yeah, then he'll be hurt the whole year because the Why does the he care about staff. that pick so much? That's that's where I'm confused. Like, you're not going to be here, dude. It's a, it, dude, it could be a 2025 overall pick. I mean, a 2025 pick in general, not overall, but... It just it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what, like... Oh my gosh! Essentially, if you did that trade, you would have been trading JVR, a first round pick in twenty twenty four, for Johnny Gaudreau. Exactly, and like the player and Limbaugh, that if you want to throw that buy in in there, you're hoping the player you draft in ten years is going to be even sixty percent of Johnny Gaudreau, and you're absolutely not going to be here. So why do you care? It just like doesn't make said. any sense. And then we're going to have Zach McEwen back, probably, along with fucking Nick DeLayer. <laughs> I always Nick, Nick DeLaurier and Delorier. Justin Braun. You gotta be kidding I know. It's worst case scenario. It's today, a joke. I woke up today and got Nick DeLaurier and Justin Braun, and then my GM sat in front of a microphone and basically called me stupid for thinking my team was in on this. That's crazy, dude. Absolute yeah. rock bottom. Oh, 100% rock bottom. And it's just like, there's nobody else to pivot to. Like, they're not going to go. Apparently, they, they, they checked in on Kadri, but they're not going to be able to give him anything. They, they can't Watch them try Kadri. something desperate now. Guarantee they're going to do something so desperate now. Just because they're going to see how pissed everyone is. Remember I texted you, watch them offload JVR next week. Yeah. Or like five days from now. And they, like, attach a pick to it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my oh, God. No. I think people would actually lose their minds, including me. That'd be bad. I just don't... Like, the guy doesn't have five years left on his deal. He's a free agent next year. Set $7 million, and he's not even due. He was not due $4 million. He's due 4 and you can retain 25%. I can live with that. If it meant getting a player like Johnny Goudreau, I can take that trade off. I yeah. really... I, I can stomach that. Because that would have been $5 million in cap sucks. space. You get the 3.4 from Lindblom. Let's say you retain 25% of JVR. That's about, give or take, like 2 mil or so. And then, yeah, that would have been around roughly $5 million in relief. That's around 8, 9 range of cap space going into today. 
That couldn't get done? Are you kidding me? I've seen I'm seeing GMs offload cap all summer, man. All summer. This is ridiculous. All summer. This guy blows, dude. <laughs> he, he, does. he he doesn't do anything right, man. He really doesn't. Like has he won he a trade? Right? Good question. Has he? I mean, Great question. You really I'm can't, thinking. You really can't count the the, the, the Hayes trade because he just traded for his rights. He didn't Makes give her any boring ass loser trades. He has, he has, yeah, exactly. He hasn't made one trade where you like you, you sit up on the edge of your seat you're like holy shit that guy's a game breaker. Like he signed his best trade is probably for Ellis who can't play hockey. What sucks is after firing Hextall, like this team was really in a, like had wiggle room to make some real shit happen. Down the line, and Chuck Fletcher just played it so goddamn oh, bad. The worst hand of poker I've ever seen in my life. If we had anyone else, this could have been something good, man. By now, oh, by 2022, good. 2023, we could have had something here. We really could have. I believe that. It's him that fucked it up. I'm tired of seeing people bitch about Ron Hextall. I, I no longer want to see people. This is our focus now. We must bitch about this guy. Yeah. He fucked it up. He single-handedly fucking this 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 entire entire roster up one by one, day by day. Like Risto should have been gone for first last last uh, trade deadline. The Tony D'Angelo signing doesn't make any sense now. I mean, yeah, he's gonna help out in the power play, but defensively he's 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 worrisome. He's not playing with Slavin anymore. He's been playing with Provorov, who is not Jacob Slavin. Uh, it's just Braun is gonna be a nice little third pairing guy, but I mean, just there's no high end talent. Like he didn't add anything. It's just we're gonna run it back with the same players. Hope that Morgan Frost, uh, Noah Cates, and 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 Travis Konechny can 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 step up. Faraby can come back from injury. York can step up a little bit and have a nice little, uh, not rookie season because he did play 30 games last year. So a nice little year or two with the Flyers. Apparently Rodney Atari came back stronger. Like he's just he he's banking on. He's banking on younger players again, and 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 Chris Mayer did make a good point in the group chat. He was like, "What happened? Like, every time Chuck has banked on something, it's gone wrong. Like let me bank on Eris Gustafson. It's been two wrong. years. It's not even just last year, man. The year before yeah. as well. Yeah, he Phil got Myers burned twice with Phil Myers too. He, By he, gambling on players he didn't even really draft. Yeah, it just. <sighs> Going to seasons without absolutes. Without, I mean, obviously you don't have any absolutes in, in hockey and anything can happen. But, I mean, like, you're going into seasons over and over again with with, a, with big question marks, with huge question marks, and you're relying on younger guys. And, I, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard. And a torch system, like, they, torch is going to be working these guys in camp. So, I mean, whoever makes this team is going to deserve to make the team. One hundred percent. Whether that's if Day or Nay makes the team, if Forrester can make can can nab a spot, if, if Wade Allison can make the team, like it, it, that's the exciting aspect to to this, I guess. Without adding anybody, I mean, I would have loved to have Johnny Gaudreau with those same guys battling, but I mean, now like these younger players, Allison, Frost, Cates, Faraby, Konechny. Brink when he comes back healthy, Atari, York. Like, these guys are going to have Zamula chances to make the team and make an impact and hopefully be in a system, a structured system, that will allow them to excel and build off their game. So, I mean, like, I'm trying to look at the positive side. You know me. Like, at the end of the day, we, we always we try to, to. But to stay, like, sane, it's the only thing you can do. Is like, what do we have? 
and it's not much because my, my verdict on the Flyers right now. I look at that lineup and I go, tip it too. I right. didn't mention him. I look at that lineup and I go, I see an injury-prone lineup that even when it's fully healthy and everything goes right, I still don't think it's nearly enough to compete in the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference. Nearly enough. Even when it's fully healthy. And I don't think it will be healthy. I think we'll be picking top 10 again next year. Oh, top top six, Danny, I think. If, If... if worst case scenario happens, we're we're, we're in the Bedard sweepstakes. Honestly, like, that's where this is at right now. This yeah, I know. Right? I, I, and we're gonna lose that because we didn't go all in on that either. Yeah, we're gonna get like you said the seventh pick, which I'm sure in that draft is gonna be a good player. But we wanted a clear direction. This draft is stacked. I either wanted you to gun for that top one four, to four, five, yeah, yeah, one to four spot. Or I wanted you to go out and take the big swing that you had sold me on all offseason. I stayed patient for it. It's the only reason I stayed sane throughout I these playoffs. I toughed these playoffs out because I thought there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And they, they, there isn't. No, there's not. Absolutely the not. Philadelphia Flyers got bitched by the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> he didn't even want to go to the Devils. This whole time, this whole time, he didn't even want to go to the Devils, dude. Mm-hmm. That just tells you everything. It's, Columbus wasn't even mentioned two days ago. That tells you everything. He wanted to come here. We fumbled it. He couldn't come here now. How about uh, how about Washington? I mean, you mentioned teams in the East that we're not going to be able to play with. I mean, like Detroit's been added. Detroit added Andrew Cobb. Uh, Bukes, uh, not, not Bukes, that, uh What's his name? I'll come back to that, but like Detroit's been adding a lot of guys. Washington added Marcus Johansson, uh, Darcy Kemper. They, he signed them. Uh, he signed him to a very big deal, five point two five million cap hit a year. I mean, like teams in the East have been getting active. Ottawa added Giroux, so I mean, it just it's just it's sad, bro. I think yeah, I feel like we're the worst team in the Metro. I I think we might finish eighth in the Metro. And I'm not oh, that probably. guy. I just feel like the Devils are going to be good enough. Take us If Jack Hughes is healthy all season especially, I definitely think the Devils like get 7th or 6th. And I think that the Columbus Blue Jackets have a much better structure. There's just a better run organization than us, which is insane to say. Yeah. Sad to say, too. Like, who, who the fuck wants to go play hockey over there? Uh, Clarky on Twitter asked the question, how long until this team admits to a rebuild? Well, hasn't that been the problem the like this entire time? This team, this organization's For, refusal to do that. Yeah, yeah, they've been scared to do that this whole time, and it's put them in this position where they've been irrelevant for ten years, stuck in the middle. Uh, but like Chuck Fletcher isn't gonna see through that because Chuck Fletcher knows he's not gonna be here in a couple of years. So Chuck Fletcher is just listening to the owner. I think that, that's what concerns me the most. Well, that's why balking at the the the, the first round pick for uh, to get rid of James Van Reed, uh, James Van Reed, like, doesn't make any sense to me. Like you're not going to be here for that pick. It, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense to me either. Why not just go get the Brink hat? Seriously, you hope yeah. you hope Cutter Gauthier could score forty goals one day. The Brink hat has done it twice, and he's twenty four. I mean, what are we doing here? Why? Are, uh, but to mention Detroit again, they they traded for uh, uh, Huso, the goalie from the Blues. Andrew Kopp they signed. Ben Sherratt, 
Dominic Kubelik, and David Perron. Like, they're loading up over there in Detroit. So, wow, dude. Yeah, I Detroit's know. Detroit's going to be fun to watch. They're going to be a very I fun like Huso, team too. to watch. Yeah, who, yeah he, he was fun to watch in the playoffs for the Blues for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Twitter's funny right now. Where do you go from here? What is the strategy for this team now? Jack asked that. Uh, that. That's, I, I, guess, I don't I guess know. That's the, yeah, that's the yeah. heartbreaking part about that's this. That's the confusing like, thing because, like, we don't know. Like, there, there is no direction with this team. Mm-hmm. There's zero direction with this team right now. And that's the most confusing thing. That's why it's hard to talk about them right now because, like, you could talk about the, the Tony D'Angelo situation. You could talk about the Goudreau situation. But outside of that, they haven't been linked to anything. They haven't – there's no been – there's no trade action. I mean, you could tell with their signings. Five AHL depth signings, Nick Delorier, and then Justin Braun, and they're running it back. They're, they're, they're good with that. It just there's not much to think. It's blood. It's yeah, nothing. Today is just question. We we hoped questions would get answered today, and we're left with more questions. Like they had a chance to. Here's know, here's how I'll put it. They had a chance to bring a very large section of this fan base back today. And instead, they've pushed what was left away. Not all of it, but a lot of it. They pushed a lot of what was left from that, from the last three years, four years, away. Because of this. Because of the fact that we're running this back. And we're, again, getting the whole, oh, Joel Farabee, the younger kids, need to step up spiel. Oh, we hired Torts, he'll he'll really kick this in the year spiel. When every coach that we've ever hired with the same group, I know it's not the exact identical group, but it's the same core guys, has failed. It's a constant, never-ending cycle because this team doesn't commit to anything. They don't commit to... like A rebuild does not have to be seven years. A rebuild could be three years, four years. Ideally, it's probably like maybe between four or five, but you could rebuild in two to three years with luck if you commit to it. If you do it the right way. And he just has no direction. And it's just extremely frustrating from a fan like me and you's perspective. Because of how much energy and time we put into this. And so many of other people who have put their energy and time into this team. Just to get backhand slapped. Yeah, like this was the, this was supposed to be the payoff. For all of it. For, for trading Giroux. For the bad seasons. For the COVID year. Even before that. The lead up. The firing of Hextall. This was supposed to be the payoff. This was supposed to be the one time you go and make the fans happy. Because the narrative, if they go out and get Goudreau, obviously you have some people that be like, oh, they're still not they're still not good enough. But I'm telling you right now, the narrative would have been everyone's excited about this team. Everyone's excited for training camp to get underway. See what John Tortorella's system, see how Carter Hart bounces back. Like, it's an entirely different tone that gets set going into this season. That's I guarantee the, you, you win people back, man. Oh, 100%. You would. No, I mean, we talked about that 20 minutes ago. You would 100% bring back fans that were kind of already out. And you win out. hockey games. Like, you win more hockey games if oh, you do yeah, this. Yeah, definitely win more hockey games. But Carter Hart, the Carter Hart point in this John, uh, John Tortorello system is a very interesting interesting point you make because I am, I am pretty excited to see how he responds to a system that's going to be – the vocal point of the system is going to be helping him out. I mean, that was one of the first things John Tortorella said in the press conference, the introductory press conference, was that they need to help Hart. They need to be better in front of Hart. 
They need to exit their zone cleaner. They need to make better plays behind their net. They have to defend the front of the net better. They have to learn how to tie guys up, tie sticks. I mean, like, basic hockey. Tie your guy up in front of the net. Don't let your guy sit in front of the, the goalie without getting cross-tracked in the back or pushed away. And you, you know what I mean. you got to play hard. Um, and that's another thing. Like You mentioned, like, the whole Risto thing. Like, you're... you're, you're you're low-key excited to see Risto in this system. I mean, like, yeah, you could go through this team and look at, like, players that could respond well to Tortorella, but like you said earlier, it just you can't depend on Tortorella just to turn this team around. Like, it, so much more had to go into this than what did. And obviously, it's not over yet. They still have time to, to trade, maybe. He did say he was done with the free agency market, maybe not the trade market, so... uh Maybe we still have a a player for player trade to for it to happen. Maybe they go and try to trade for Patrick Lane. Uh, Patrick Lane's rights. He's still a restricted free agent over there in Columbus. But now with Columbus adding Gaudreau, wouldn't you think they would want to add uh, bring Lane back with a playmaker like Gaudreau there now? It just it just it's so disappointing, man. There's nobody out there that that they, that they can go out and get that would fit the 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 mold, I guess of this aggressive rebuild, this high-end talent. There's nobody left out there that you could bring in that would be that high-end talent player. I know. Check so many boxes. The ripple effect would have just made everyone else better. It would have eased the lineup. It's over. It would have made you not have to put certain young guys in bigger roles that they may now have to fill because of injuries, this, that, and the other. I, I was picked the power play. I mean, Jesus Christ. Imagine a power play with Goudreau and D'Angelo coming into this season. Stop. Like, like that, the excitement of that alone, the the amount of production we would have gotten from that alone. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Is... Owen oh, Tippett is another player too that you look at. Like he he has to come in here and and really start finishing at the NHL level. We all know how talented of a shot that he has, but I mean, this summer I'm sure he's worked on it. But he's a he's a very important player for this team next year. Twenty three years old. If he can really learn how to finish up here, I mean, he could really be an extremely dangerous goal scorer because, I mean, that that shot is something fun to have. But um, I guess now, for, for everybody that's asked the question, what do you do now? How do you move on from this? The only question is, I mean, the only answer to that is move on. Try to find little tidbits inside this roster that you could probably maybe get excited about with Tortorella. Anything that helps you from thinking about this, this incompetent team. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to try to do. I mean, I, I only go so far because this team's going to be bad next year. I, I don't see this being a good hockey team. But, uh, I mean, maybe they'll, they'll they'll be working hard while they lose. I mean, that's a John Tortorella team. Like, hey, we might lose, but they'll damn right be working hard during it. So, that's a good thing, right? It's, it's just going to eat away at me because even today, Chuck Fletcher at the press conference, we need more high-end skill. Like, dude. You can't say that right now. After what? After what? You're intentionally backing out of the Brinkat and Goudreau. You can't say that to our faces. We know you don't have the urgency to go get that. I know. It just doesn't make any sense. And, it just makes zero sense. And they're gonna keep saying it. That's gonna be the worst part. Like when we have a bad season this year, and he does his his normal uh, press conference when everything's going bad. He's going to say the same thing. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to look to infuse more high-end skill, and that's going to be their, their focus next offseason, getting high-end. And they had it. They fucking had it. It's crazy to me, dude. They had it right there, Danny. They had the chance. Two times. Two times. To break out as well, man. They had a Two chance. Two times. We had the better overall pick. 
They would have picked the Flyers or Ottawa if we would have went with that. And he's like, maybe we have a good season this year, and then we, we rally how next year goes, and we're going to have a little bit more cap room because the cap goes up next year a little bit. Like, dude, fuck off, man. Yeah, then we're going to go try to get a player who's going to pick Vegas over us because he's not from here, and no one wants to come to Philadelphia <laughs> right now who's not from here. Yep, like, that was your chance right there. And, I mean, this whole Fedotov situation, like, what's going on with that? Like, is, is Earson Sandstrom and then this this Grossnick guy going to be competing for the backup spot now? Because all, all the veteran unrestricted free agent goalies that I would have went after are gone now. There's nobody left. Yeah. That that's another thing. Like you see them, that they miss that they weren't really big players on on that goalie market. Like you said, like all the all the names got ripped off the board, and the Flyers Fast. never. Yeah, the Flyers. It, it it always it just felt like the Flyers were working on something bigger, didn't it? Yeah. It seemed like all right. They're not focused on the goalie. They're they're not focused on that. Like all signs pointed to all right. They're focused on that big fish because they're not focused on anything else. Well, that's what I was thinking today. Like, at work, I was like. Seeing all these notifications of these teams doing things, and it's just completely silent in Flyers land. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, maybe that's just them working on a bigger fish, like you said. Maybe that's that's them working on a trade, a big trade, or a possibly a big signing. Because like they could have went over the cap. Like during the off season, you can go 10 percent over the cap until the first season of the the first game of the season. Then you have to find a way to get below the cap. But until then, you can be 10% over the cap. So realistically, we had like 11.5 million to spend and we still didn't do it. Yep. That's the most that's the frustrating part, Danny. And, exactly. And like a player like that, you honestly could have went to the fan base and been like, "All right, well, JVR is too difficult right now. We're going to look to just move a roster player in a hockey trade to try to free up some cap space." And people would have been sold on that, man. Like yeah, who would you have traded, though? There's a lot of people, like, I look at, like, a guy like Konechny, maybe. Yeah. And, like, there's people out there that would say, like, oh, well, if you get rid of Konechny and bring in Goudreau, you're not really, like, adding to the team. You're kind of just, like, removing a hole and then filling it. But it's it's Johnny Goudreau. I know. And it would have been for seven years. Like, that's – that he's not going to be bad in a couple years. Nah, he'll be good till he's, like, 35, 36. Yeah, so even if like we sign him this year, like it it honestly wasn't even about this year or next year. Like it was about we have Johnny Gaudreau for seven years. We got seven years to go at this thing. Him and Sean Couturier, we got them both seven years. It's time to go at this thing. We we instead of having Giroux and Voracek, that one two that the highest paid or yeah the highest paid one two punch on our team, Giroux and Voracek, we would have went from that to Couturier Gaudreau, and I wanted that. I really wanted that. Would have been nice. That sounded more appealing to me than Giroud and Voracek. It's just an entire roster mixed with a bunch of different players. You have players that you would ideally have for cup runs, like you said. Like a, like a Couturier and Atkinson would be a cup running kind of player. And then you have like Frost, Fairby, Konechny, Tippett, like younger, like guys that you would probably play on a like on, on a rebuilding team because they're younger guys. Like it's it's a mix of dudes that like have no direction. That's that's what it is right now. Hopefully, Torch can give them direction. But I mean, right now it's just it's hard to be anything but negative, optimistic about this team right now. I guess you could say optimistic is a, a good word. I guess I don't know, but it's just it's hard to say anything positive about this team. If that's a one way to put it, I mean, there's there's nothing to be positive about. They didn't add anybody 
good. Yeah. And they put a priority over a pick when we've seen in the past how they develop prospects, their timing on prospects. Yeah. It's all a tr- it's nothing to be excited about, so I'm not even excited about this damn 2023 first. I'm not. I mean, I could give a fuck less about that Florida pick. I, I would have slung that quick as fuck. I, mean, I don't know if that was the pick that they were hung up about, if it was the 2023 pick. I don't know what pick it was. Yeah, I think it was the 2023 for his full salary. But, like, my thing is, like, say Chuck Fletcher doesn't have a level of negotiation ability in him to be like, all right, you want a 2023 first for his entire salary. Well, what if I retain... 25% will you take a pick a year later like good GMs can do that yeah. I'm telling you good GMs could have got that done why Why is Chuck acting like he was trying to trade away like Yuri LaTerra like you, as much as we shit on JVR as much as we did shit on JVR and probably will if he's here this year he, he will pot you 20 the way he does it pisses me and you off he goes ghost for, for weeks at a time and then he'll pot 10 in the last month of the season when you're out of the playoff race. But, I mean, he's going to get you 20. He has one year left on his deal. What do those teams have to lose? I mean, you're, you're, I just don't understand how he was acting like he was trying to trade away, like, a Chris Pronger retired contract. And nobody – like, Hexall got somebody to take a contract that wasn't even active. Like, I just – it's just extremely yeah, it's frustrating. Just, it's so yeah. weird it to me, like, crying wolf about a cap situation that you, you created for years, and not just years, a cap situation that you tightened up in the last week. Like, you would have had, like, you just said the 10% over the cap thing. I mean, I'm at, we honestly didn't even have to buy out Oscar Limo at that point, but even if we did, like, say, like, we freed up, like, $8 million, we still could go 10% over, signing Goudreau to a $10 million deal and going $2 million over... You can work around that. It's yeah. just, it just that probably would have put him in a worse spot because, like, if he did sign Gaudreau with JVR still here, I mean, teams could could squeeze him even tighter with trades because they they know he's getting penalized with the whole with the whole thing. But I mean, there there were ways to do it, like you said. Yeah, but, it's just like he created that situation, though. Yeah, it wasn't like he inherited it. So like him going up there and crying wolf about it is really a testament to his job that he's doing like he he is self-outing himself in front of the media i put ourselves in this shitty cap situation that's why you couldn't have this star player it's basically what he just said yeah pretty much like it's no one else's fault but yours it's like i hate this like that they act like it's unfortunate like, uh, uh, I, yeah, he's acting like he's he just got hired a couple of months ago and he was brought into all this so like, dude you're the one who created all this why are you acting like it's this is brand new news it's because his hand was revealed from the very start and then he intentionally he waited. Like every, everyone knew we were going to deal jvr but he and still intentionally waited past the draft to intensify talks. so long man like i said could have got it done in like december had months and months and months to get this done and now we're sitting here with our hands on our dicks that that's what it is and it's disgusting um I mean, I, there's nothing really else to say. I mean, we'll be back next week to talk more. Whether or not something happens then or not is whatever. But, I mean, it's just there's nothing else to say right now about this team. It's the lowest of the lows. It's the lowest I've ever felt about this team ever in my life. Not even close. So, 
and the Blue Jackets just made a tweet saying, hello, Johnny Gaudreau. Like, get that out of my fucking face, dude. Like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, this is fucking awful. With the amount of fans who were let down today, I, I just don't know how they recover from this. I get, it's I it, it's going to be so long. Like, it, they already were in bad graces of everyone's yeah, eyes. Bad. And now doing this, it's it's really like people are really going to genuinely say, fuck this team now. And Dude. I don't know how they recover from that. And, like, for them, they'd be like, oh, winning hockey games, you're not going to win hockey games. So tell me how you're going to do that. I don't know, man. The, the dude is really counting on a healthy Kooten Hayes, a Cates Frost tippet line that improved from the last 15, 20 games last year, a good pro rod with D'Angelo, and then York stepping up and really solidifying himself as an NHL player along with Braun. And then Hart. Like, he's, he's hoping a lot of things go right because a lot of things have gone wrong lately. So, I mean, if a couple of things go right, he might look a little bit better. But, I mean, they ain't going to be anything... They ain't, they ain't doing any damage playoff-wise this year. So, I mean, start looking at 2023 draft. Maybe that's why he didn't want to give it up so bad because he knew we were going to be ass either way. So, I mean, just fuck it. Uh, honestly, the <laughs> most concerning it. part about it is, like, he didn't deal that pick because he knows he'll be here because Dave Scott gave him that vote of confidence. That's disgusting. I'm sticking with my true. guy through this plan. It's disgusting. He'll be here. True. I don't know. Like, the, the, if he was, is not gone yet, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned. They've let him... I really thought keeping him in March or so, I thought that they might have been convinced, like, hey, this is the year I don't take a gamble on guys who failed me. I'm going to go out and make real changes on this team before it's my job. Yeah. That's what everyone thought he was going to do. What what were the owners sold on? Like, like, were they presented this plan and sold on it, and they were like, okay, we like that? Like, I... I want more answers here. Yeah, like, what was the plan that was presented, though? Like, hey, gonna attempt to trade JVR, like, a week before free agency opens. If it doesn't work, I'm signing debt players and and running it back. Okay, Chuck, do whatever you want, bud. Like, is that what happened? Like, that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like they tried. Like, he didn't even entertain the Gaudreau questions. Why would you not entertain the the Gaudreau questions? When your team has been in the bottom of the league for the last year and a half, like, it just—it doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's what I'm saying. He's acting like we're pulling this out of left field. Like, he, like oh know, my we, bad, Chuck. I'm just using the words that you said six months ago about yeah. aggressive retool, and just, now I'm sitting here with Nick Delorier and Justin Braun back on my team. Like, what the, like, like, am I a fucking jerk off to you? Like, I'm a clown. Like, bro, every reporter, every commentator at ESPN, every analyst at ESPN. Was calling this since April. Yeah, and they were Weezy, saying to the Boucher, all them dudes. And within the last week, I mean, I'll even say this: a week ago, going into the draft, we were absolutely the favorites going in. Like this isn't out of left field. So to just be like, oh, we were never in on Johnny Gaudreau. You should have said that. You really should have said that because we've been talking about it for fucking months. Yeah, bro. I don't believe that though. You tell me, all of these people for all those for all that time were lying about us being in on him. We're like, insulting our intelligence. Yeah. We're not stupid. We've been following this situation. They were ass. getting false news for like six months. That's all people were saying. You had Weeksy. You had Emily Kaplan. You had Brian Boucher. You had writers on Twitter for, for weeks. For weeks. Saying that he's coming here. That he wants to come here. And it, and it was... It was a... It was approved. He, he did want to come here. He wanted to be a flyer. And it didn't happen. 
And that's that's a fumble. You fumble the bag with Johnny Gaudreau. A star from here, around here, wanted to be here. You didn't do it. You're going to be mediocre. It's just it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Now you're t- yeah. Now you're absolutely going to be mediocre. At the very least, if you take that chance on Goudreau for seven years, you hope that w- one of those years you have a pop year and that team goes on a run. It's not happening. Nope, it's not. Not at all. It's depressing. Before we go, do you have anything uh, any, anything else you want to add? Nah, I mean, I mean, I just can't wait to see Konechny miss the net <laughs> all season. That's going to be sick. Uh, can't wait to see who else is injured before they even touch the ice. Yeah, that's going to be That's going to be sick. It's going to be fun for sure. Um, yeah, dude. Can we to find out who didn't Whatever, work out in the offseason? That's how I feel about this year. Whatever. Yeah, that's how I feel right now as well. And you don't can, think anything's going to happen. Me. Nobody can blame me for feeling that way. Nothing is going to happen. So, we'll be back next week, though. See what happens. Dylan Strom. S- till then, Dylan Strom. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one up. All right. It's been episode 81. Very depressing. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter and all socials at the Liberty L. Follow me at TLY Danny. Follow Chris at Chris Stumps. And go floor. It's going to be a long year. <laughs>